Hi, I'm Rob Vanstone, I believe, and welcome to the 22nd, the 22nd mark? 22nd, isn't it? Uh, Leader Post, Rider Rumblings <clears throat> video podcast. We're off to a great start. I've got gravel in my throat. That was the uh, Leader Post Philharmonic Orchestra playing, uh, what's the name of the theme song, Mark? Uh, what was that called? All Star. All Star. Ooh. Oh, aptly named. Hey. Aptly named. Sounds like it's beginning. It should be beginning a newscast or something. Anyway, uh, Murray McCormick is here. Speaking of All Stars. <laughs> and uh, the great George Yanitsos of four, four Seasons Sports Palace fame. Yes, I'm, uh, I'm trying to move up on your list of favorite Greeks. I know uh, Krishula's number one. I'm trying to leapfrog Costa Maragos here. So uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's a pleasure to be here, gentlemen. Uh, happy uh, Thanksgiving. And uh, hey, when, how excited, eh, that uh, the Riders get a big win and they clinch a playoff uh, game. So we're here and uh, we're very happy. That's for sure. Ten and five. It sure didn't seem likely when they were st- struggling early in the season. Uh, quite a difference from the aftermath of one Edmonton game, that of August 2nd, to the other Edmonton game, that of this past weekend. Um, Murr, uh, for some what's re- happened to this football well, team for some reason, Edmonton games? For some reason, when we had to do post-media picks, I picked the Riders 13-5 and in a home playoff game. So <laughs> I'm going to let that lay there and let people know that maybe I do know what I'm talking about sometimes. Maybe not. But what's happened to them is I think it's two key factors, and it's the addition of Sack Claris coming back from injury in that since that time and getting more and more comfortable, and the subtraction of Duran Carter. There we go. There we go. Another mention. <laughs> Get old Duran Carter. Somehow the Duran Carter, and I know we talk about him many, many times. We don't know why it was a negative thing, what he was doing in there, but the subtraction of Duran Carter and the stepping up of Shaq Evans, who was the guy predicted to fill in. Who still hasn't caught a touchdown so pass. No, it's, it's kind of <laughs> so crazy. So has it really been that meaningful? Well, he's got 665 yards. What's Carter got? Joey Walters had that in a month. I know. Yeah, the right receivers have been kind of non-productive for sure. But he's got what, the longest catch of the year for the Riders, I think 52 yards, one of the longer ones. He's averaging like 15 and a half yards per catch. So he's he's making the big catches. He's just not scoring touchdowns. and. Well, you think, what do you think is going to happen? You and I going to grow hair or the Riders wide receiver is going to get a touchdown? Oh, for, that's, uh, that's pretty much a lost cause. Yeah. George, uh, and for me too. Save the program. <laughs> no. Um, you know what I like about uh, – absolutely, I, I agree 100% what uh, Murray said. Um, Why? Well, it's, it, it, well first, first and foremost, it's easier. We, we, talk, we talk about the, the two things, but obviously we have to, we have to mention the defense. The, the defense is outstanding, and, and perhaps – and we know that it's been uh, very good all year, but you know, going 7-1 and one here, a lot of times uh, we've talked in the past about how important it is for the riders to uh, get into the playoffs, and they can sneak in, they can finish fourth, they can win a semifinal – maybe win a final. I've always been on the mindset that these next three games in this whole seven and one streak, I've always said that the, that this team, uh, for, since, you know, since 13, uh, and it maybe even before that needed to learn how to win, you know, consistently and have that faith. I was talking with Murray a little bit earlier and it was like, as a writer fan, I would go through all these scenarios and I would say, how are they going to lose? They score too early. Willie, why, did, Willie, why didn't you go down out on the one-yard line and we would have ran out the clock? But then I would have thought we would have got stuffed on three times to yeah. try and get into the end zone. Yeah. So as a writer fan, my DNA is programmed to say, how are we going to lose? And these last games, I sit there and I go, our coaching staff are going to make adjustments at halftime. Somehow we're going to find a way... Uh, our field goal kicker is going to kick a 57-yarder. 
uh, or Willie Willie is going to uh, is going to get a, another second, you know, pick six. So the confidence this team has that they're never out, and I think it's uh, because our defense will keep us in there. We have outstanding special teams, and uh, and a lot of confidence in in Zach. And uh, I like our running game, and I think it's a little bit. Um, I think uh, our receivers, uh, hopefully. Um, the president comes back, and uh, and uh, they're young, and uh, these next three games are going to be certainly, and the playoffs are certainly going to be uh, where we're going to need them, and hopefully, uh, again, do enough that uh, the Riders keep going. It's a different mindset. I mean, last year the Riders made the playoffs; they won ten games, but they went through the East, and I didn't sense a real anticipatory mindset going into the playoffs. They were there. It was nice. It was progress. Mm-hmm. But, but I don't think anybody was expecting the team to be as close as it was one play as it turned out to a Grey Cup. Uh, the anticipation built through the playoffs. I sense, even with three games remaining before the playoffs, that people are really wondering, can this team do it? The Calgary Stampeders barely got by Montreal. The Riders are solidly in second place. The East is a bunch of flotsam. What can this team do? Well, I think first off, it's going to be a home playoff game. I think we can almost, that's pretty well assured, close to assured. Oh, so good. Can you write a supplement for it? Sure, yeah, I guess I forgot <laughs> I'm about assigning it now. Oh, wait wait a things. minute. Not, not, not just a supplement, but it, it's going to be, uh, if we believe in uh, good things that happen for riders on semifinal games, it's going to be on Sunday, November 11th. That's oh. when the Western semifinal is. And so, uh, you know, if you think back to the... Years ago, you know, a big win against Calgary. Two thousand seven, two thousand seven, November eleventh. So uh, that's a that's a good omen. I like that. We'll yeah. we'll we'll take that. <laughs> they still have a tough schedule ahead of them. They you know, do. I can't I can't say it's for any stretch like Calgary, Winnipeg, and BC, and all three teams, except for Calgary, barely getting by Montreal. But and then two of the games on the road. Two of the games on the road, and but they're in the West. But they've got a helps. good record on the road too. So yeah, which is funny. So but. I think the Riders barely got by Montreal, too, so maybe there's something to be said there that Montreal's not as bad as we think it is. Ah, Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Can we start this program? (laughs) This is the 23rd edition of Bigger Post. No, but I couldn't believe that stat. Bo Levi's first victory in Montreal. There's got to be something to say about visiting teams, visiting that city, uh, enjoying uh, all Montreal has to offer, and... Playing usually that uh, 11 a.m. a.m. start. Uh, it's but that's when teams to them. practice. What's the difference? Yeah, no, it just seems different. Your whole body seems out of whack in Montreal. Like you wake up at 7 o'clock their time and you go, oh, geez, it's only 5 in Regina a.m. Why am I getting up this early? Just somehow your body gets thrown out of whack. By that. And it doesn't happen in Toronto as much. It just seems Montreal seems to attack my body and it takes me a couple of days to recover. So there's I, I, I like what Bo Levi says. So this group of players doesn't go out and party like the other ones may have done. And if the guys had done that are gone. Mm-hmm. So they've kind of addressed that. Chris Jones addressed that by going early, getting used to the time change and that stuff. So they still squeaked out a win. And as I mentioned to George on the way here, and I love this time of year when the riders are winning and people are still complaining about the quality <laughs> of the wins, how how this happened. They're not, they're not doing this, not doing that. Basic bottom line is they're getting the two points, they're getting their wins. They're 10 and 5 and they're in control of their own destiny. And whether it's a beautiful Rembrandt or something that Rob might be able to put together, or the music Rob listens to, hey, it's it still it still counts, and they're still all at 
Ten and five. You can't say much about it, really. The more. offense is so boring, though. Yeah, but kind of effective. They're in the entertainment business, and their offense is boring. <laughs> Don't you find defense entertaining? <laughs> That's about all. I, I when the riders play, when the offense is there, I just I, on the field. I sit there and kind of okay, okay. Trey Mason up the middle. When um, the defense is on the field, I get excited. It's like, what are they going to do now? If it isn't a a defensive touchdown, it's a sack. It's energy. It's 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 something that can create a vibe. And a buzz. The defense is is an amazing thing to watch. The offense seems to be just the filler <laughs> before the defense can get on the field. The offense often doing its part to allow the defense to get on the field quite uh, but, soon. But think about last game, uh, except um, for that unfortunate incomplete pass to Kenny Shaw. I remember I met Kenny oh, six weeks ago. Uh, he came in with a, a number of the riders, the, the riders that just signed him. And here he is, you know, uh, just several weeks later, he's our number one option out there, or he was uh, the one that, that Zach was, was uh, going to. I, I, I actually think... like him, even with that. Yeah. You can't call the drop pass when his hands don't touch the football, but... The, uh, the headbutt. The man. The ma- ma- I actually might, like him. Maybe it reminds that some of you receivers make it look so easy that it's not that easy to catch yeah. a football running full stride with a guy on your back. You're looking up. And, but the same token, they get paid to catch the ball, and that was a pretty well, the But real- Zach also had that bad pink, too. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it was. and um, But they, they bounced back, and, they, and again, he came through to, uh, to Kenny catch. again. And, uh, you know, and, and Jones has to come in, and he... Okay, he had a drop, but then he had a. a he made a, a great catch to move the chains. Exactly. So the th- but the thing about it is, when you take a look at it and say, look at our receivers that we have um, out for Zach to throw it to. Um, you know, you know, I bleed green, so I. <laughs> but I'd see I, a I, doctor I, for that. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you don't, hey, as long as it's bleeding. Yeah, of but it's, or my uh, my green prism glasses. But yeah. I I think if you look through the CFL and you look through right now. At the end of our game, uh, who our who our receivers were on the field, it, it we're not saying that they're from experience point of view so far that they're that they would be one of the the top receiving cores out there. And yet this team is ten and five, and the next three games are certainly going to show us. But I'm telling you, I don't think the Calgary Stampeders, if they have to face the Saskatchewan Roughriders in the Western Final are going to be saying, oh, uh, you know, we got this. Uh, or, or, I mean, the Riders are going to be a very, very tough opponent, you know, through these next three games and and the playoffs. And, uh, and that's that's really exciting. That's, that's the difference between this year and last year. The home playoff game is everything. Last 30 years, we've only hosted six. Um, I look here, and I there's my hero, Ronnie. There's my hero, George. We used to host... Um, semi-final games lots and we've hosted and final games a lot but that was when the Eskimos were just you know Tom Wilkinson and Bruce Lemmerman and and all those and we'd be so good and we'd go into go into Edmonton and uh and have battles and and somehow just not squeak it or in 76 finally get the hosted here I'd like to start that where this seven and one and this ten and five, we we make a run, a Calgary like run. I'm sorry again. Lots that's of, the expectation. That's the expectation. Yeah. They, that's why they hired Chris Jones. Exactly. And uh, and whatever you may think, and whatever you, 
you might think of Coach Jones, and and it's it was tough getting rid of some of our our favorite players, but here it is, year three into the program. We're ten and five, and maybe the great Oracle here, <laughs> thirteen and five. And wouldn't that be a shame to go thirteen and five, and to be second? I mean, yeah. then we're going to talk about playoff uh, realignment and do these divisions mean anything? Especially if we get yeah. balanced with Halifax coming in, and we'll have ten teams. But um, you know what? Uh, I'm not quite sure, Murray, that they're going to win. Th- Three in a row, but I wouldn't be surprised if they win two out of those three games. If you're right, though, Murray, and they do go 13-5, and five, is the home playoff game we're discussing the West Division final and not the semifinal? Because one of those victories would have to be over Calgary. And I can't, I can't remember the score of that game. Do they, it comes to the points for and against thing again? No, no, because it would be our third they, game. They play three against three yeah. Oh, that's Calgary, right. Sorry, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. So they win so, the season series against Calgary if they win the... So they win 13-5. Cal- they, you're, yeah. Calgary would have to lose one Calgary, more. I think right. Calgary has four games and the Riders have three games. Yeah, because the Riders right? have the So Calgary, Calgary plays BC in the home and home, plays us, and I believe they play Winnipeg too, so... I think that that's, I mean, it's it's feasible, you know, because then basically Calgary would have to, if we beat, if we run it and we beat Calgary, that means Calgary would have to win two out of the remaining three games to, to get to 14 wins. Yeah, 14. So, wow. Yeah. And you know what? I have no qualms <laughs> with going to Calgary for a division final. Yeah. How many times have we seen this? Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, uh, 2010, 2013. <laughs> Uh, th- I think this is a different Calgary team, though. The, some of those previous Calgary teams would get so high, high in themselves and just presume that this the, so the West up. Final was, you know, a, a walk to the Grey Cup. Well, this with this the, team is not a typical Calgary team. With the animosity against the Eskimos, I always I always like to think who is our who's our arch rival. I mean, this Winnipeg game is going to coming up. You're going to see it like our, in the Western Division, but I always remember. Loving talking with Mike McCullough, and and Mike just said, not even close. It was always the battles against Calgary, and uh, yeah. so it's going to be interesting again that we're going to have these games where the Riders are going to play the this. The penalties certainly have to have to be addressed because that was uh, ten penalties for ninety five yards in the first half, and a lot of cheap stuff, and a lot of cheap stuff, and that's something that you you didn't really see on this Chris Jones coach team, you know, in terms of uh, there was the undisciplined like offsides and, and holding and inopportune times. But after the whistle gone, you know, to, it, it seemed like it was a Jason Moss, right? We were always, that was the one thing I was looking on the sidelines. I was like, okay, when's Jason going to explode? And, well, and he didn't. He uh, should have, he should have on the Willie, Willie Jefferson touchdown. I think we can all look at the hit that uh, Zach Evans got on Mike Riley. That wasn't, that was challenged. He hit him in this helmet Hit him in the head. I think it should have been a penalty. I've, I, I, I watched that one over know, and over. I know, there. I it. And I, I think the difference, the key there, I think so. I got to, I you look at it and look at it. Yeah, okay. Was it conclusive? Was there an angle that showed, okay, know. flagrantly or just clearly that was a helmet to helmet? The the angles weren't great. Yeah. And I looked at it. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, I think so. Isn't I don't think that's conclusive yeah, enough. But was that was. the difference? We don't know. But yeah, that's, that's a great point you you bring up. Because like imagine if that call had been overturned. No, well, oh no, no, no! Like, imagine if that was. Uh, can you imagine if the, the scene? If that was on Zach Caleros and Sewell hit him. Yeah, and that led to the Riders losing this. 
they wouldn't the ref you know al wouldn't have gotten out of uh well i get a mosaic so kudos to tsn because they had zach's Evans' reaction covered for that oh, whole thing really... and he said a bad word i think i don't think he was saying oh my when they caught him they went Oof, what, a, what a sense of relief for him and for the whole stadium they're just like mm-hmm. because it was it could maybe we can best way we can describe it could have gone either way yes and if it can if it can go either way i guess maybe the decision is you don't go either way well i was that, thinking about uh, your beloved sense? pittsburgh steelers on sunday and Oof. remember after the immaculate reception there was some talk about among the officials about okay was that a legal play and one of the storylines there is okay if they if they wave off the franco harris touchdown how are those officials going to get out of the oh, stadium? Right, yeah, and I was yeah. thinking about that during the interlude between <laughs> uh, the, the the challenge flag and the uh, or the review and the uh, and the decision. And I thought, oh, what what kind of mob scene is this oh. going to be if they wave off that and touchdown? How, and Zach Evans is one of the nicer guys in the league too. And you go like, but you know, interesting. Just I hate to interrupt you. That in the NFL, that's a penalty when you landed on him, though. Oh yeah, right now NFL. There's, there's no last, doubt. This last, last, this last year, yeah, this last year with that rule change of body weight and everything. Yeah, speaking it's, of body weight, can we also throw another negative one here? And I give Mike Riley credit for getting them back in position to almost win the game, knock the down the ball. I don't know if anybody ever seen anybody's all American mm-hmm. and all those or all American hero when Craig Nelson tells the player just go for the ball, take the ball down. And they didn't, but they or should have knocked the ball. Just line up on the goal line. Yeah, you know, good luck. You can catch the ball if you want. Mike Rowdy threw that ball fifty-five <laughs> yards past the line of scrimmage, sixty-one yards in the air, but he would have had to have thrown it seventy-five yards in the air for it to get mm-hmm. to the goal line. So let him catch it and get him in just, front of you. You know, and but was that Ganey's biggest play of the year? Those two picks. That's a pretty big play for a guy, a smart guy, to drop back and realize he's. Because that's 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 what their minds are set for. They want picks. Yeah, that's an interception time, and you get a little fat in your stats. But and that pick that he made was a really great athletic play. The yep. pick that that Nick Marshall oh, made. Nick There's Marshall's, so much is made of yeah. the Willie Jefferson pick, but the, the two other interceptions were in rider territory and in 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 range for within range for at least a field goal. So yep. if they don't get those, but those interceptions, but that's what we're expecting on this defense: the yeah. sacks, the. You know, I, I think a lot of times, you know, they uh, the the pass run option with C.J. Gable and Mike Riley. I mean, they didn't contain Mike. C.J. got some yards. But then when you take a look at the stats and you take a look at the flow of the game, again, they, they held him off. You know, they didn't score a touchdown, this high-powered offense. And yeah. how many times have we said— 139 minutes for Mike Riley without a touchdown. You know. Yeah. My and, goodness. And the, so that's something interesting because what happened against Winnipeg for them uh, the last game. So, uh, yeah, I know a lot of us, you know, when they talk about the offense and they say, oh, you know, what, what about Bo or what about Mike Riley or, you know, or, the, or even out east uh, with Trevor Harris and— and you take a look at it and you go, well, there's examples of those teams that don't have the record that we have and their offense doesn't do very well when they're playing a caliber defense like ours. Yeah, people so. are slicing up Zach Caleros, but he had a better game than Mike Riley and it yeah. wasn't close. Exactly. exactly. And a better game than Johnny Menzel, even though hey, maybe... Hey, Johnny Menzel. <laughs> and, a, and a better game. So, guys, I got the question. You're the two learned guys in this room. <laughs> MOP, it's on the defense. I'm beginning to lean that way heavily. I'm the, starting to think Willie Jefferson. The two touchdowns trump... 15 sacks? Don't say Trump. Trump, sorry. Hmm. Uh-huh. Trudeau? Over, over, Trudeau? Outway. No, Trudeau, it's not Trudeau, though. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so the two touchdowns beat 15 sacks? I, Willie Jefferson is... But he also has a touchdown, too. 
He does. That's mm-hmm. Charleston Hughes, for I, those not quite catching on with us. If you had your pick, if you're a GM and you had your pick of anybody on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders right now, if you could handpick one player, if the Riders folded tomorrow and there was a dispersal <laughs> draft, who'd be the number one pick? I'd pick Willie Jefferson, and it isn't close. Mm-hmm. With all due respect to Charleston Hughes, Willie Jefferson can blow up a football game and an opponent like nobody so, else. So the again, being learned, but I would really like to break down the game film and everything and to take a look at is, was it because Willie was getting all that attention early on and they maybe have to double team him that Charleston was just getting uh, more uh, from the outside, just beating his, uh, his tackle and, and being able to get into it. And then when Charleston was racking up all those sacks, more attention was paid to Charleston, and then that freed up Willie. From an athletic point of view and, and an athlete and, and everything, those two pick sixes just are amazing, you know, to, you to his, show. His, his entire pink, repertoire is amazing. He's got pink gloves. Like, what was Mike Riley, other than he was probably <laughs> thinking, here comes Zach Emmons, going to take my head off, which maybe was the pressure that did to that. that but two big pink gloves, and he catches, and then... He shows the smarts. Like the Winnipeg one was showboating. Mm-hmm. I think we can all agree. And it was fun. And there was an element of that on, yeah, on but uh, the same token. He should have kept the ball tucked in his arm. Yeah. But they got their hands are so big they can't. They, but why is it so difficult to tuck away a football? You work so because hard. Because you're so boring. You work Bob. so hard That's to fun. get a turnover. You work so hard to get a turnover. And, and, a and pitch, then you're waving the football around. But a pick six, this is like you said, when you uh, show who's gotten uh, uh, two pick sixes in a season for the Riders, he's the first. Of all of our outstanding defensive linemen, I mean, they might all the all the uh, defensive linemen legends out there for the Riders and maybe in the CFL are looking at this and going, "I can't believe that this that this defensive end has two outstanding how many total yards too? I mean, it's got to be nine ninety seven and forty nine. Yeah, so we're not we're not we're not talking we're not talking uh, you know, uh, but. I mean, uh, my my glorious. Hang on for a second, my glorious uh, Minnesota Vikings, um, and <laughs> Denver Broncos, uh, Lindell Joseph. Uh, the the other thing that we also have to take into account, you know, and we and we're saying about MOP and everything is uh, these these guys are unbelievable athletes. Like mm-hmm. uh, uh, Willie. Uh, he's he's amazing. Like Willie, I think Willie, you could put him in as a tight end package, right? Like you, you know, and and so when you when you take he, a look at that, but uh, put hey, I like I like I like to take the MOP divided in half. Uh, those two those two have been like I said, they're 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 for sure our two most outstanding players. They're the difference makers on this team, and. Um, the nice thing that I like about it is when Charles got a sack, he was pointing to Willie because it was really Willie that pushed him right back into Charles. So, uh, well, there was one play. The Riders are rushing three. Edmonton's got five blocking, and both Hughes and Jefferson got to the quarterback at the same three against five, and they spun yeah. the offensive tackles around on both flanks. Like it's amazing what these guys can do. It's just. I, I can't even think of words to. I've, we've used so many words to try and describe what these defensive ends have done. It almost exhausts the vocabulary. Has Brett Lowther dropped out of the talk for MOP then, with two misses from pretty long distance? Does that? Well, he's still on pace to set a rider record for yeah. field goal accuracy, and that record is held by a Hall of Famer, Dave Ridgway. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it was a bit of a reach to pick a kicker anyway. I still think 
with, when you look at the dynamism of these defensive players, yeah. the Riders' best defensive player has got to be their MOP. Does he not? Easily, yeah, I'm thinking. But, but Lowry, you know, the two misses, which are mm-hmm. almost shocking in the fact that he missed, but there were two, one, one, was it from 41 and 58, 52? No, 50-something. The 50, 50, the 50 was, he was short of the 50. 50, 50 yeah, yeah. yeah, so... But he's, he's only human. missed. He's, he's only human. missed. Yeah. He'd only missed. He had not missed from forty-one or longer. And think about that. Year. He's had two misses. And he has to come in and kick a convert after a long challenge, and a big. But that convert was pretty darn important too. And he, he kicked. He kicked. Yeah, and absolutely. Con- we kind of think now converts are easy peasy, no, but they aren't easy peasy no. anymore. And then he comes in with the ask and, Mason Crosby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mason Crosby, George. <laughs> well, as a, I lost fantasy points on, last week. Hang on, as a Vikings fan, no. I will say that uh, yeah, and wild craziness. Uh, but that, but then all those examples of uh, field goal kickers that got cut in the NFL because they cost their teams wins. Um, we haven't experienced that at all. And uh, our special teams have been outstanding. I, I'm trying to think, when's the last time we've given up a, a big return? Early in the year, they were susceptible to it. Lately, and, and let's forget get, it. You know what? And I know people are... Um, thinking what is josh doing sometimes with this they're asking josh to do his directional kicking they're actually they're actually yeah. asking him to try and place it you know yards and and timing and and he's doing his job he's putting it in the plate because obviously the net yards are the what is so important and and there haven't been any huge returns against us so uh like i said defense uh, what can we see uh i mean so great to see moncrief out there you know oh, is, he a player? is he is he a player so fantastic that that nick marshall I, I just watched it over and over again um what an athlete you know what a play and think about um early on this is my uh deron carter uh, moment of oh, bringing him his him. name yeah. where we had where we thought we had to play him on defense Think of now who we're rotating out that can't even get on the field uh, that we wouldn't have any problem, you know, having uh, having them as their extra defensive back. That's that's what's changed. You know, we've we've just gotten players that uh, that we can. Okay, you know what? Uh, You know, Moncrief, who had such a great training camp at the beginning of the year, got hurt and. I think it was a little bit difficult to get him back in the lineup because the defense was playing so well, and uh, and if we if and Matt we do have, was playing nicely there before yeah. they before Moncrief yeah. came back, yeah. And so if we have if we do have injuries and uh, and like I said, even on the receiving core, isn't it nice? There was Kenny no. Shaw. <laughs> no, come on now. But we picked up Sorry. Kenny Shaw, and 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 we're gonna. I I'm hoping. You know, Presidente comes back. Uh, I'm hoping Caleb, you know, comes back. And uh, and think about a year ago this time, um, you know, we were, the riders had signed because uh, uh, Kevin Glenn said, you know, my buddy Marcus Thigpen is, uh, you know, he's available. And uh, and think of a, what a real nice, you know, change of pace back he is. And, and Trey, Trey's going to get those tough yards for us, you know, play off the weather and everything. So I think that running game is uh, is going to be there. So I'm 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 excited. I'm excited for these next three games. Saturday in Winnipeg. I got to tell you, the Blue Bombers are going to have a chip on their shoulder, and they're going to want to smash us to send a message that 
yeah, you guys may host a home playoff game, and it might be us. I, I would have thought a few weeks ago for sure it was going to be Edmonton yep. coming uh, to play the Riders in that semifinal. But, uh, and the Riders are just going to go in there, take care of business, and uh, Willie's going to get another touchdown. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good six. production. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, it, it's going to be great to, to sweep the Bombers and add to their misery. Not saying... I know that your Jets are... As long as the United, Jets win. The Los Angeles Jets... Uh, well, speaking of NHL... Let, let me what just have you my, done? Let oh, me my just God. My, let me just put my... The walking uh, exhibit. How <laughs> about that Austin Matthews and we're John gonna, Tavares? That's amazing. Uh, I think we're going to block that out, I think. Just sort of, yeah. I um, forgot to... I left my uh, Golden Knights hat in the office. Uh, so well, we haven't started off as strong as we did last year. But, but, I then, but then that's the example, you know, at the beginning of the year... Uh, when Ottawa and Montreal, you know, they're, they're playing tough. I think Vegas has certainly shown to all the teams that you don't need the, all the greatest talent. You're going to, you can compete and you can go very far. So uh, it's going to be interesting. What a great time of the year. That's what I've always been saying. Everything. This Everything. is from, from the riders doing so well to, uh, to the NFL, uh, uh, think about uh, Kansas City uh, going going into New England. Uh, Mahomes, what he's doing as a as a young quarterback, and and I just love all the talk of everybody trying to rank and say, oh, this guy is better than this guy, and uh, I don't know. I'm I'm just enjoying it, and um, you know, baseball is now getting down to some uh, unbelievable championship series. Now it, it's just a fall. Uh, as long as the snow stays away, best time of the year, that's for sure. And don't forget the Rams absolutely. on Friday yeah, night. Absolutely. Um, maybe maybe we should uh, touch on that topic. Um, okay, they dressed an ineligible player. It was an inadvertent, honest, human mistake that was not involving a player who had a, a significant impact on the team, and they have their three victories expunged from the record. There should have been some sort of discipline, but you're you're killing a mosquito with a flamethrower by stripping a team of three victories for that. Are you not? It does seem rather heavy-handed, but you know some The rules are the rules, and it's one of these rules that's pretty well cut and dry and black and white. If he doesn't have the, whatever whatever the reason was, he didn't have to be eligible. He didn't have them. So somebody, They're home on Friday to Alberta. Somebody uh, messed up. I hope. Uh, I hope people go and show these kids some a lot of love and a lot of support because oh, that's yeah, a yeah. that's a kick in the teeth unlike I've ever seen a, a non rough rider local sports franchise absorb. Yeah. You know, uh, think about that. Uh, these student athletes have been training. Uh, remember, uh, Canada West is eight games. You know, we're not talking that you got eighteen games and you can turn your season yeah. around and. And uh, for 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 a young you know great quarterback picked and uh, you know to think about uh, I, I would hope that he gets an opportunity in the CFL later but this might be his you know the, he came back so uh, I'm hoping that I, I've heard some rumblings that uh, that there might be a small hope that this might get overturned uh, and and but you know I'm sure the team can't. You know, the team's got to go out and win these next three games. So, uh, and let's start Friday against Alberta. And, uh, yeah, this, the Rams certainly need uh, need everybody's support, that's for sure, to show them that uh, we're behind them and uh, that they can do this. Great. Well, we're, we're – oh, I think this is the longest one we've ever had. So it is long. Anybody who's made it to the end with us, we thank you for uh, 
your generous allocation of time. George Anistos, thank you again. Oh, absolutely. For being and then uh, we won't have it on camera, but I got breakfast sandwiches because Murray, you know, and food. You, you brought three for Murray? Not three for <laughs> Murray. Come yeah. on now. Murray, thanks as forward. always. Uh, sure, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, George. has got great food, breakfast sandwiches. I'm going to... There'll be Murray's teeth marks on the, on the styrofoam very shortly. <laughs> yeah. uh, George, Murray, I'm me. Thanks for being with us, and we'll do this again next week uh, once we've Don't eaten. forget, or oh, you want me to oh, read it this time? Murray, you've got to read this one. Hi, I'm going to read this because Rob forgot. <laughs> so I'm going to use my best Murray McCormick voice. Please rate us on iTunes and leave a review. It really helps us grow the podcast because everything's about growing the podcast. We're going to grow in other ways. George, Murray, me. Thanks so much. Take care.